you have to operate differently and you have to get advice from others where you see yourself going or at least yes. them being upward, you know, um, progressive alongside you and with you, opposed to, like you said, you know, I want to listen to my parents, but at the same time, they aren't, they right. didn't go where I, where God has me going, and, and it's okay to think that way. I really do yes. believe that. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is the high beauty, creating a successful nonprofit. Today's quote states, the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be filled with the heart. That quote, guys, is by Helen Kelly. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investments. Our BizBot program is now live, guys. If you're interested in starting a business but cannot seem to find the creativity, resources, or time to see the vision through, our newest program, BizBot, is your business solutions in a box. We will provide you with the support from start to finish, from branding to marketing, we have you covered. The only thing you need to worry about is your lunch date. For more information, email info at intentionallyposh.com or head over to at intentionallyposh and click the link in our bio. Now, today's guest is the founder of the Hive Beauty Tea Party, established in 2014. This is a scholarship fundraiser that also provides an abundance of education, captivating inspiration, motivational tools, and charming professional strategies to any and all beauty professional leaders, enthusiasts, and beauty entrepreneurs in an effort to build and sustain professionalism and grow business and profits within the beauty industry. Hello, hello, and thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I am super excited to learn more about your journey into entrepreneurship and this amazing event that you have put together to allow fellow girl bosses and those in the beauty industry to come together to leave inspired, to leave motivated. So can you just walk us through your journey into entrepreneurship and how you got started? Yes. Um, to be honest with you, it was not something that um, that I planned out or kind of put together it was very, very organic in the way that it happened. I was not like, oh, one day I want to be an entrepreneur. As a matter of fact, I was more so afraid of being one because I know all the hard work that goes behind it. So right. I, must admit, <laughs> I must admit, I was not the one to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a boss and all that. No, it was not that way. It didn't happen that way for me. But um, <laughs> I am blessed to say that um, this did come organically for me. And the way that it started was I'm, I'm a makeup artist and also an esthetician. And in the industry, I've been in the industry for a while, and I started out working under brands like Revlon and Cream of Nature and some other big brands. 
And as a result of that, I needed to become a licensed professional, of course. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, if you're in makeup or if you're dealing or you're working with another company or someone, it's very important that as a uh, professional or someone that you want to charge the money to uh, give people a beat face, then it's important that you also understand the basics and the foundations before you give someone a staff infection or some type of an eye infection or anything right. like that. So it's very important for me and companies when you're looking to be highly sought after as a makeup artist in the beauty industry. So as a result of that, I went on to uh, obtain my license. But in the process of me getting my license, uh, I had to pay for everything out of pocket because what was really hard was for me to secure a scholarship and or a grant or anything outside of a loan um, from the government to provide uh, assistance to a beauty professional. And I thought it was very weird because um, I have a bachelor's degree and I also have two master's degrees. And it was very easy for me to find scholarships and grants um, and, and loans, you know, they kind of threw them at me uh, at, when I was going to get my undergrad and graduate degrees. But whenever it came the time for me to obtain my esthetician license, it was almost impossible. So as a result, um, I was a working professional, so I, I used my own money um, to fund me obtaining my license, which I found a need there. And I was like, man, you know, I can afford to get myself a license, but what about um, some of these aspiring artists or, or students that's out there, you know, they're coming straight from high school and, you know, they're going into the trade, the amazing trade. Um, it was one of these first businesses that, you know, uh, had an entrepreneur with, you know, a hairstylist. So, I mean, I'm like, I don't understand why the government does not support providing grants and scholarships and things like that to fund uh, beauty beauty industry leaders and professionals. So that's how that came about. And I said, you know, Ty, if there's nothing out there, then you definitely need to put something in place. So God placed it on my heart to start the High Beauty Party. It's a high key party, and pretty much it's just an intimate high royal tea, an afternoon tea that um, I put together to raise funds to provide scholarships to any beauty professionals, and that's anyone in the nail tech industry, fashion, hair, makeup, anything as it relates, even barbers, like anything as it relates to the beauty industry, then we have this amazing tea party, and uh, we have an amazing time. It's music. It's everything, all fashion to give back to the beauty industry that has given so much to me. Yes, I love it. And as I was listening to your story, it just made me think about, you know, for those who are even thinking about entrepreneurship, we think about typically going into business, and I know a lot of people, they struggle with, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know what to do, and I want to be an entrepreneur, I have a skill, but I'm not sure if it's going to bring me money. And what's so unique about your journey is that you pretty much had, you know, a pain point or something that you suffered with while um, going along your journey, but you saw a need for it and you created a space 
and opportunities for for others to take advantage and pursue their, their dreams. So I really, really love, um, you know, the whole vision behind the high beauty um, party. So besides that, like, what was that starting point where um, for the high beauty um, party event, like, was it something where you was like, I just want to bring all of these beauty professionals together or was it just like I want to just create a safe space where I can give away, you know, different scholarships and grants? That's an amazing question because initially I was all over the place. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was all over the place. I was like, now how in the world? Now, I, Lord, you've given me this vision. But I was like, right. how in the world am I supposed to execute it? So um, first of all, I love things that are pink and pretty and just, you know, tea parties and stuff like that. And um, I also thought about it a lot. There's not a lot of, like, high teas or afternoon teas where you could dress up and have, like, really etiquette um, training and, you know, things like that. So that was one thing. I was like, well, there's none of that. I, I You know, I don't get to go to a tea party and dress up and look cute. And then also, too, I thought it was a great way for um, you know, beauty professionals to get together and help educate and train those that are in the industry are aspiring to be in the industry. But the first thing I thought about, a starting point for me, is is something that I live by every single day. It's a motto, and my motto, and it's, it's basically it's not about always getting a blessing. It's more so about being that blessing. So once I kept that in mind, I was not really concerned about the money. Um, I wasn't really concerned about my pockets being filled because I know as long as I kept God first and that mission first, then everything else would be supplied. But supplied because I know there were many days that, you know, people have come after me regarding my trademark, regarding, you know, uh, suing me, saying, oh, you know, you're – your your name, you, you've taken our name. It's been all types of crazy things that happen. But God, God came through, and he showed me every single step of the way. There, I'm going to be honest with you. I wish I could say, because it sounds really good, I wish I could say that I had a plan written out, and, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to do this tea party, and I'm going to invite these people to come and to talk and pour back into uh, these other people. But what I will say about the high beauty party is that everybody and every professional like Pat Grant Williams, she is my mentor and she's one of the ones, she's one of the reasons why I started in the industry uh, as a makeup artist and she's a mega like beauty mogul in the industry now and she um, you know, poured into me. She gave her time along with other professionals in the industry that said, Ty, this is an amazing cause. What can I do? What do you want me to do? Let's give back. Because in the beauty industry, it's cutthroat. And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty. When you when they make you up and they do your hair and fasten and all that, it's pretty. The aftermath of it, but the actual people in the industry, it wasn't any giving back of that. But I was thankful to have beauty professionals that surrounded me that did give back and helped me start this high beauty party and to continue it and for it to be successful at it as it is because one of my main sponsors always is cream of nature they have been such a blessing to me and they give back scholarships 
to hairstylists and barbers. So there's other companies out there that I know um, once they hear about this mission and this purpose, it'll help me continue that journey along with everyone else that just wants to pay it forward in the beauty industry. So, I mean, regarding the starting point, it's really all always have been organic for people just blessing me um, with their knowledge and their experience, like, um, you know, Pat Grant Williams, Beth Sullivan, Tahira Joy, uh, right? She's, she's amazing with the cut life and Tania Goldston with Cream of Nature. They've just been very uh, pivotal people in my life that, that's just blessed me thus far to, you know, get as far as I am with yes, the organization. Yes. yes, I love it. I love it. And it sounds like what you have going on is super dope. So I want to kind of transition a little bit um, and talk about, you know, some other things that may benefit or help our listeners. So was there ever a moment where you suffered with confidence? And if so, how did you overcome? Huh. Every day and almost every moment. <laughs> I mean, like, don't we all? I mean, what you're finding yes. out about me is that I'm, I don't sugarcoat anything, and I'm kind of straightforward because, you know, who's going to – who's how can people learn? And that's right. learned from, you know, our failures. And I believe that, you know, a part of our failures is a blessing. It's, it's a part of our process of learning, so yes. you have to endure some of these failures. But, I mean, I feel – you know, like I said earlier, there was people that have come after this nonprofit where I'm just giving back. There's no profit in my pocket. It's more so of, you know, providing funding for others to be amazing, you know, and professionals in the beauty industry um, because, you know, we have to pay it forward. So, I mean, I, I really just say I have to take myself out of it, most importantly, to say, Ty, it's not about you. Um and at the end of the day, you know, God is going to supply all of my needs, um, and and that's just it pretty much. So I have to continue not to be selfless about it. I have to right. continue to, you know, be there for other people. And I, I just believe, I'm a firm believer that I'll, God will supply my needs as a result of that. Yes, yes, I definitely agree. And I second all of that because I know a lot of us, we probably – um, suffer with confidence and not just ourselves because I think when people think about confidence, they think about just, you know, what they can see, but just confidence to believe that, you know, your your vision is actually profitable or, you know, that you will be successful and whatever success means to you um, that you will reach that point. So I definitely love that answer and to understand that, you know, everything, like I try to tell a lot of my clients and people I speak with through my coaching program is that, you know, everything is within us. So in order for you to seek what you want or what you need, you have to turn inwardly and ask yourself, ask God, ask source, whoever you believe in, you know, for these answers. And typically we look at the outside world to, you know, answer these questions that we have, which ultimately leave people a little bit discouraged and their confidence at a low because we're looking at, well, you know, this person is doing this or this person has this or, you know, they're processing this way instead of, you know, turning inwardly and saying, okay, I'm not going to give attention to the outside world. I'm going to look more inwardly and say, okay, now what should I do to reach this point of success or to reach this revenue goal um, I have set forth for myself because I know for myself, 
what is what brings my confidence down is like I'll be hyping I'm like, okay, this is my rental goal for the year and it's like, okay. <laughs> like right. where do you begin? Like but right. I know that it was placed in my spirit for a reason. Like it wasn't a number that I just, you know, grab because it's never just like, you know, how you see on social media where it's like a hundred K, I wanna make a million dollars. It's always like a specific right. number. And I'm just like Okay, how do you even break this down? So I definitely love your answer because when I started to get in my moods, I'm like, okay, God, I'm waiting on you. You know, this is placed in my spirit. Like I said, it's not just the, right. uh, you know, number that you see so frequently, like a million or 100K. It's always specific. So I definitely love that answer. Um, right. And, uh, you brought like, up yeah. a really good point, too, about social media. One thing that I found to be very helpful is, when you're looking at social media, it's pretty much a lot of fake and fraudulent or even just, you know, a picture of that moment. Are you, you know, right. that person's like, oh, I want to show this. I want to show the people right. this, um, which is, you know, that's, that's, that's false ultimately a lot of the times I'll say. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's important that we go back to self and sometimes you have to fast from social media. You have yeah. to fast and say, you know what? That's their journey. But, God, right. I'm trying to listen to you to figure out my journey. So you also yes. have to – it's important to surround yourself with the right people. You know, um, that is so critical when I say that. I I have been blessed with an amazing family. Um, my sisters, I actually, it's seven of us, and I'm the seventh girl, but it's, it's two other sisters that I have, um, Mika, Mika Sims is her name. She's a hairstylist, and she groomed me pretty much in, in, in her um, hair salon back in the day. And my sister, Tim, and she's in fashion. And, you know, we all kind of work together, and we surround ourselves with other like individuals yes. that only love and want to support because if you get around some negative people and mm-hmm. they have negative energy, don't you believe that will – it, you don't even have to – you can't control it. That energy is going to attack you regardless. And sometimes we have to take ourselves out of the picture of people that we're trying to save because you're only creating – you're only being an enabler and you're getting in God's way. So a lot of the times you have to detach yourself completely from those negative people if you want to see yourself go upwards. you got to be around and surround yourself with people that's willing to help People choose me. At the end, of, when I first started out, I'm gonna be honest. I've tried to choose a lot of people. I said right. I want to work with her. I want to work with him, and it just did not work out. I spent so much money, and I just didn't get exactly what I wanted until I allowed people to choose me. When they yes. chose me, and I chose them, it was just you know it was nothing forced. It was it was it was just awesome and it helped my confidence as well because you know that's a big part of being confident you want people to like you and you want to like you at least want those people that you like to like you back but this world isn't set up like that you know at the end of the day everybody's not gonna like us right so it's right like you have to make sure that you choose people that choose you as well so that's the other that's the other piece of it yeah I definitely agree um, because I was I was once in that predicament where it was like, why am I not growing? You know, I'm planting all these seeds and, you know, I'm being faithful, but 
sometimes we yeah. have the wrong people tending to our garden, and we don't understand how many mm. how much of weeds we are growing versus <laughs> you know um, yep. actually you know sustainable plants and um, things that can actually benefit other people and fuel other people. So I definitely, definitely have, like, completely in the last two years changed, you know, what I listen to, you know, who I allow mm. to give me advice, because that is a big part, too. Um, yep. A lot of people, we listen to family members and, you know, parents and mommy and daddy, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. However, they have a different look on you or about your perception of you just because of who you are, you know. Right, um, right. You know, your parents, they see you as this one person, so they're not going to take you as serious. Not saying they don't believe in what you're doing, but they still see you as a little Johnny or, you know, a little Tia right. or whoever that they right, see. Right, exactly. It's not, say, <laughs> it's not to say that they don't see you being great, but it's just the advice is a, is going to be a little bit different because it's, they're protecting you emotionally because they don't want to see you hurt. Right. They don't want to see you suffer. They don't want to see you broke. But, you know, sometimes, we, like, again, we have to go back to God. We have to go back to what is God saying to us. And in order for us to hear him, we have to be silent, you know, and that's including right. not taking advice from the outside world. So Right. And it's hard not to take advice from your parents, right? Yeah, you know, because I, I was like, I was in that position as well, but what I also had to realize is that God placed me in a position where I had broken generational curses. Right. Yeah. And I was the only one that broke those generational curses. And so I had to look deep into myself, like you said, and I was like, wait a minute. So God only showed me the vision for my life. So that right. doesn't mean that my parents that may have raised me, they may not see that or they may not be in a position where they can advise or educate me on where I'm going because I had to realize, okay, I'm on another journey that is to bring my siblings mm-hmm. and my parents and my family out of the, you know, out of the ruts and, and to break those generational right. curses. You have to operate differently and you have to get advice from others where you see yourself going or at least yes. them being upward, you know, um, progressive alongside you and with you, opposed to, like you said, you know, I want to listen to my parents, but at the same time, they aren't, they didn't right. go where I, where God has me going. And, and it's okay to think that way. I really do yeah. believe that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely love it. I love it. So I want to transition a little bit um, for those who are actually interested in starting a nonprofit what advice would you give to them starting out? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Use your resources. You may, not, you may not think thoroughly about all the people that you may have touched in your life, but what I would advise those to do is to make a list. If you're wanting to start a nonprofit, first think about, what you want to do. What is your goal? What is your ultimate goal? So I'm in the beauty industry, right? I've done New York Fashion Week. I've been the beauty coordinator. I've worked with all these different brands and people and celebrities and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, um, what do I want to do? What do I want to supply? So I'm an educator, and I also love giving back. So that's where my whole vision came from. It's what I'm already embarked in. It's what I've already eat and fuel and supply myself with every day. So I had a purpose. And from that purpose, I said, okay, 
So from this purpose, how do I want that to matriculate over into um, helping those other people? I can't do it by myself. So I had to literally make a resource list of all the people that I connect, and it's important to follow up with those people and to also be genuine when you are reaching out and be mindful that, okay, every time that you um, need a favor, every time that you want something done, you can't always just call that person for that. Lend yourself as well. It's important. With a nonprofit, you are totally selfless. So it's really important that you lend yourself as, you know, as much as you possibly can, and that is very genuine. So people that you want to help, help. I mean, don't just ask people randomly, um, do you need help with this? You know, I get a lot of people, being in the industry, I get a lot of DMs from a lot of uh, people in the industry that's aspiring to be in the industry, and they just say, if you need help, let me know. I would love to help you. I would love to train underneath you. And I'm like, I don't need no help. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking to myself. Like, I don't need no help. Like, why are these people asking me do I need help? I, I literally don't need any help. If I want it, <laughs> then I'll buy it. Right. I'll pay for it. I'll do whatever. But you got to really narrow in down on, okay, So if you're in marketing and that's your background, go to that person and say, hey, you know, I have a marketing background. I would love to, you know, do the aesthetics for your social media page. That's that's how I can help. A lot of the times when you do certain things like that, then someone is going to say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I need that person. (laughs) Not just saying, oh, you know, can I help? You know, that's, that's hard to do. But whenever you do things like that, then you just start to pretty much connect yourself with people that know that you're genuine and they're genuine as well and that relationship will build and um, from that you can kind of start the process of okay hey I have this idea you know you want to think about your advisory committee your board members um, because all of that is important when you're building a nonprofit um, and the partnership with companies so Initially, you definitely want to just lend yourself as much as you possibly can. If you haven't, then that's the initial process that has to start. You have to have a family or a team of supporters that know you, know your worth, know your value, and, um, hey, it can happen. Yes. Yes, I definitely love it. Um, This conversation has been like super inspiring thus far, and I just thank you again. I just definitely want to get um, deeper into it a little bit. So how were you able to successfully, like, market your nonprofit business, um, especially for those – and this is more so for those who are, you know, ha- who have a nonprofit but do not really know the strategies um, to implement when it comes to, you know, marketing a nonprofit business versus a for-profit business. Right. Well, with marketing a nonprofit, it's hard because you're really basing it off of any monies or funding that you receive from just people donating, ultimately, or companies that may sponsor. So it's kind of hard, but the most important thing that I found out the hard way is the key is marketing. So no one will come to your event or no one would provide you any type of funding or scholarships or anything like that if you do not market. And I know this may sound very old school, but 
marketing was important via word of mouth. Your event or whatever that you may have, whether it's your um, it's a nonprofit that you funnel through an event that funds your uh, nonprofit or whatever the case may be, but the foundation of that is very important with word of mouth and people understanding your mission and your vision. Mine was unclear at first. I'm gonna be honest, and you know, I just I just wanted a pretty event to collect funds to give back a scholarship, and I didn't know how that was gonna take fruition. So it took me a couple of times to actually hone in on my mission statement and what I wanted people to understand. So whenever you do go for the word of mouth or the marketing via social media outlets or anything like that, you have to do a quick statement, like a very quick you know, rundown of pretty much what your nonprofit is about and how they want to support. Because really you're just talking to those people that you want to provide funding to support your nonprofit. So with marketing or anything like that, you have to have that elevator pitch and you also need to make sure that you go straight to your purpose. Don't, you know, don't put sugar on it. Don't doll it up. Don't do any of that. Just basically go right to it. For instance, the high view tea party, at the end of the day, the the actual event is in my title. So it's a high tea party. It's for beauty professionals. That's why it's called high beauty party. So with that, I just basically say it's a scholarship fundraiser to provide beauty professionals with funds for school. So it's just straight to the point. Whether you want to contribute to it or you don't, I pretty much let you know in the matter of, what, five or ten seconds what it was about. So that's very important when you're marketing or you're putting things out there. Word of mouth is very important. And also you getting on the pavement, handing out flyers, try your best to do as many um, things that will not cost you a lot of money when you're starting out as a nonprofit. But sometimes you have to um, hone in on a um, an avenue or, or some type of organization or company that you know ties in with your mission as a nonprofit. For instance, I utilize Brian Pretty, uh, which is a very dear friend to me. Her name is um, Mimi Johnson, and she has an organization called Brian Pretty. It's pretty much a membership, and she already has thousands of members there under that Grind Pretty uh, membership. So, you know, it was important for me to, number one, support her and also an opportunity for me to get in front of those people that I know is already in- interested in my mission. So my marketing um, went, it was very strategic, and I went straight to her audience because I know it would speak to them, my event. So that's important that you keep that in mind as well. Yeah, and I'm glad that you um, touched on that point because I want to talk about that a little bit because I know a lot of people when they're starting out with a nonprofit, especially because you're actually having to um, bring in these donations and these funds to your nonprofit, um, typically they're just reaching out to a whole bunch of different people. But um, to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's important for you to reach out to those, like you said, who serves your purpose. So I know we look at, like, for instance, Delta or McDonald's, for instance, and we're like, okay, they have a lot of money. They're a billion-dollar company. Let me reach out to them. But their mission is more so to serve real estate and, you know, investment mm-hmm. and gentrification as far as, like, where their money and funding goes. So 
how do you suggest, like, people actually find, like, these bigger companies to support, you know, their nonprofits as well? That's a great question. And ultimately what I'll share it, share with you kind of what I did, I pretty much made a list and said, okay, what will what, – what's a light company? What um, – because you have companies out there like um, Coke or Keurig, Dr. Pepper, or other organizations that may be out there that may want to target a certain audience that they have funds already put away for things like that. But if you're a nonprofit and you're not a 501c3, then it's kind of – it will be harder for you to obtain funding if you do not have a 501c3 because the companies will then get um, – they will provide you forms and things like that where they will actually be able to provide you the funding or whatever package or, or sponsorship package that you may have because it's also tying into one of their objectives to give back. So all these companies out there, they have community outreach events and things like that that they already have funds that is contributed to. So next year, um, I partnered with Keurig Dr. Pepper, and they have a part of their organization where it gives back to um, minorities or those people in the community specifically tied to females. So I found that out via research. I just started looking, and really Google is my friend. Google is ultimately your friend because what I found out initially is I was just sending emails out, me and my team, we were sending emails out to every company that we could think about, right? And none of them were answered. None of the emails were answered. Um, you really have to gain a, a knowledge via your research of what companies um, already have in their objectives to give money back. If it's a 501c3 that you need to be because you want your company to gain more funding for these Fortune 500 companies, then that's the way to do it. But you also need to research and figure out exactly, okay, what is their objective for this year or upcoming years? Are they targeting females, males, minorities? Like, what is it? So that way you can really hone in on, okay, I need to go for them because I know there's a great chance that they will provide me funding for X, Y, and Z because um, even though they may say Comcast or I'm just throwing out some companies out there, doesn't mean that they don't have a mission alongside to help support these nonprofit organizations. So I'll say that, and i also say that it's important to also partner with some of the um, schools, some of the institutions and things like that where you can um, go to and uh, professors and some of the students there. You know, a lot of the times you can just capture a big audience, a group of audience of people there, it may, may not be them, but it may be people that they may know. And so, you, you know, that's some, of, some idea or some things that you can actually do as far as marketing and also for funding um, where you can reach out. And it's important to have relationship. You cannot just email somebody. Pick up the phone. Call people. Show up to their office. You will be surprised. Yes, I love it. I love it. So I know we're getting close to the end, but I do want to know what is next for the High Beauty Party Experience in 2019-2020 that our listeners can benefit from? Let's see. Next year, every year that I do the High Beauty Party, it gets bigger and it gets grander, of course. 
I love so it. Next year, <laughs> so next year, uh, you will definitely be in a an amazing treat for just an all-out high royal afternoon tea. Um, this year, you know, it was really fortunate for me to uh, go on Sister Circle and me and Trina Braxton had high tea together. So it's going to be on that same mission. If you haven't caught that segment, um, we are going to continue that mission of just being dolled up with our amazing fascinators and gloves and, and tea. There's going to be a custom tea bar. There's going to be live entertainment. Um, and we're talking about like a live band. So it's, it's amazing. It's for an amazing cause. We're going to continue the mission to give back. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. So do you have any mentorship programs or opportunities available? So we do have a High Beauty Party website. You can go to High, it's H-I, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-E-A, party.com, where you can go on there and you can intern. Um, if you would like an internship, uh, we have a link there on our website where if you're interested in interning or if you're interested in um, applying for a scholarship, you can go there or you can register and or donate on that site as well. Um, so there's uh, quite a few opportunities that we will have coming up. We will also have events that's going on throughout the year in order to continue to give back and um, build that scholarship fund for beauty industry professionals. So if you're interested in either being a scholarship recipient or being a part of our team or just registering and giving back, you can do so any time of the year at HighDCParty.com. Yes, yes, I love it. So I do like to end the podcast with just words of advice. So this um, – this question is pertaining to self-confidence. So what advice could you give someone who is battling with self-confidence? Um, what are, like, some steps or strategies they could take to regain themselves? Hmm. One thing is important when it comes to confidence for yourself, and I do believe that it starts with yourself, getting yourself where you have peace. Um, I'm a firm believer of having a prayer closet. <laughs> I'm a firm believer of just praying. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes. It doesn't even have to be 3 minutes. I mean, it could be a minute. It could be seconds just speaking to God and having him channel and channel his his spirit and and you actually say okay god what is it that you have for me because confidence is lack of self-awareness and what god has set for you in your life so the very most important thing that you have to do is be at peace with yourself and like what god has created because he does not create anything that is not of him and imperfect so um, I'm a true believer of that and, and just believing in yourself and surround yourself with those that help support you and believe in you to help your confidence as well. Yes, yes, I love it. So for our listeners who are new to learn about you, how can they find you and support you? You can find me everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you, can, <laughs> you really can almost. 
Um, you can find me on my social media platforms at Ty Cooper. That's T-I-E Cooper, C-O-O-P-E-R. Um, you can also follow me on Facebook at Ty Cooper, um, Twitter, Instagram, all my social media platforms, and also the High Beauty Party on all social media platforms at High H-I-B-U-T-Y Party. Um, we do travel with the High Beauty Party, so be on the lookout for a city near you. We're going to start that soon. Actually, the High Beauty Party started in Florida, so Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, we did it our second year here. So be on the lookout. We may be coming to a city near you. So if you follow us on our platforms, then you can help us support the mission as well. Yes, yes, I love it. And I cannot wait till you do another one here in Atlanta. I'm not in the beauty industry, <laughs> however. I still like to support and show lots of love. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time out of your busy day scheduled to come and talk to us on the podcast. This episode was super amazing. Yes, and I just enjoyed the conversation. So I look forward to staying connected with you. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So listeners, remember to subscribe to www.instantlypods.com for upcoming episodes. If you know anyone who can benefit from this podcast, please, please pass this episode along. The more people you send it, send this podcast or send this way, it helps build our community, and we're able to keep providing you with valuable content and episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe and leave us a review. We love hearing from you. My team loves hearing from you, and it helps us grow as a brand. Again, remember to always have a high-vibe, intentional week. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.